Tetzirayim Tov on this holiday beginning of July. And we're continuing the Sefer Das Hasviros. We now are in Maimer Chof, the 20th essay. And the title of that is Yichud, the unity of Kutshabrihu, the blessed, the Holy One, blessed is He. Ushchinte and Heshchina. And hopefully we'll get a better understanding of this um, a preparatory phrase that many people do before certain mitzvahs. And the one that is the easiest to find in the art scroll sitter is every day before we start Baruch Shamar. There's a little two lines that uh, people should say if you have time. And these are the words we say, and it's a standard, um, uh, what do you call it? A standard uh, wording yeah. wording that is used. Hareini mizamein. I now am preparing myself, and here it's sp my mouth. Lahodos ulahalel ulishabech esbori to laud, thank Lord and praise my Creator. Why? Lishem yichud for the sake of the unification of kutshabrihu, the Holy One, blessed be He, ushchite. And his shchina al yedei hahu tamir v'ne elam through him who is hidden and inscrutable. Okay, b'shem kol yisrael, I pray in the name of all of Israel. So that's, that's two lines before, right before Baruch Shemar. We should say that. Yeah, well, you're preparing your mouth for what you're planning on doing. Now we have it another time in the art scroll sitter. Doesn't have it too many times. You have to get a Hasidic sitter. Uh, when you say your prayer before Lulav and Esrog, the first day, there's especially Yihirazo. And you, you mention, you say, and for my intention, is liyachta shma to kuchibrichol to unify the name of Hashem ushchinte and heshchina. Here we are bidechilu urechimo with uh, trepidation and love. And now we add a little bit more liyache to unify shame yudhe the letters of the yudhe bivavhe with the letters vavhe biyichud of shlim with complete unification. So that we don't have in this little prayer before. Uh, but that's the classic one. And these do that before certain philos uh, yeah. and certain mitzvos. Well, let's look at one more. Amen. Let's look at one more. Let's see what they have by Tvillin. I think it's the same thing. Oh. Before you put on your talis, same idea. And before the tefillin, again, in order for the sake of the unification between the Holy One, Blessed and His Shechina, be done with fear and love to unify the name of Yudhei with Vavhei with complete unity. Okay, so that's... Now, we say it to remind us. 
but if you can remember, you don't have to say it. <laughs> right? The, the saying isn't, saying more words isn't what's important. It's arousing your kavana. So we're going to try to explain what this is all about. What this chapter is called, the unity of Kuchabrich and the Shinte. So this is what we want to talk about. Okay, all the time you always remember they accept Mishnayim, so we are still remembering. Well, it's just time is something else. That's a totally different aspect, which is true. It's a mitzvah, but this we really should have a kavanah for every mitzvah that we do. So in the sitter, there's only so many mitzvahs you do in the sitter. You put on talis, you put on tefillin, you say psukah Zimra, uh, you 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 bench slul and that's about it. But when you're doing other things, Seder night, if you look in certain Haggadahs, before you eat the matzah, it's going to be there. Before you make Kiddush. I don't know if it's in the art scroll here. Let's say the art scroll has, there's all kinds of feelings we say before Kiddush. But let's just check Friday night in the art scroll Seder. So now we have the entire thing of Lashem and the food before we start placing Yes, all these things that we have, but our scroll is not a very Hasidishly inclined uh, safer sitter, uh, but uh, more Hasidish ones and yeah. Sephardish ones will have more than the Shemichut. So, what is this exactly? Is what we want to talk about, and this becomes the continuation from the previous chapter of the destruction of the worlds and the repair of the worlds that we talked about last week. So, we mentioned in the last essay that the primary difference between the world of the breaking, Olam HaShvira, and the world of the repair is in the world of the Shvira, of the breaking, we don't have the right um, uh, relationship uh, between the giver and the receiver. And therefore, the giving, the flow from the giver is not um, is too much and not able for the kalim for the utensils to receive and because of that comes a breakage and that comes sin and the world of tikkun hashem has a certain conduct that we try to make the kalim more able to receive that which the flow is coming as the pasuk says yehi hashem aleinu hashem your kindness should be upon us as we hoped from you. In other words, according to the level of the receivers, we hope to receive the flow from Hashem. That's the world of Tikkun, where the flow is equal to receiving. Now, this primary concept of this conduct of Hashem in this Tikkun, we're talking about the Tikkun now, is this idea of the Yichud Kutshabrichu Shrinte is unifying this this tikkun is we're describing the tikkun with our words to unify kutshabricha with the shechina and what does that mean well that's the kutshabricha so to speak is that mystical aspect of the giver and the makabal the receiver is the shechina the shechina so to speak receives from HaKadosh Baruch and this conduct is also described as the relationship between a male and a female and a husband and a wife. Right? This, this idea of 
connection. That's what we're trying to create. There also is this connection, as we learned to the beginning, Chachma and Bina. Wisdom and Bina, which is Abba and Ima. And the whole source of the whole Tikkun is that the one who is giving is giving in a way that the receiver can receive and take it in in a balanced way. We're trying to balance everything. And the Arizal calls this idea Zivuk, a pair, a match. Just like with people, just like a you want to match a giver with a receiver, that we should be able to have a very good hashpa or receiving. When I give, when the giver gives and the receiver receives in a perfect way, he's able to give back to the giver, so to speak. The giver has gets pleasure from that, and is happy and strengthens the desire to give. And so it is with Hashem that he is partnering with all the worlds, so to speak. And there is this partnership between Kutshabrihu, which is the aunt to the Shekhina HaKedosha, and that benefits the entire world. One second. And if we look on our, in our partsufim, we look at the faces. So remember the higher ones are way beyond. Or way beyond the orachantin, the big face. It's way beyond. Hashem's mind to give us way beyond. And the Chachma and the Bina or the Abba and the Ima, it's all still way beyond. But in this world, we get to the last two the Ze'er Antin, the small face, which is the six Sviros from Chesed to Yisod. And that, so that is the Zer Antin, which is also called. Kuchabrihu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's also called Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And then finally, the last one, the Malchus, that is the Nukva, the female, which is also understood as the Shechina. So therefore, what we're dealing with is not the three higher spheres right now, faces, but the two lower ones, which is basically what's going on in this world. And you want that flow from the Kuchabrihu which are those divine forces. And what are those divine forces? Chesed through Yisod are those divine forces that they should hit the target of Malchus, which is below, which is the Shechina, and there should be a perfect unity between the energy that's going in and the energy that's being received, and there's no breakage, and it's perfect, and then we create a virtuous cycle between those elements that are there. Okay, question. I've already got that point. The giver gives it to Shekina, right? I'm sorry? The giver gives it to Shekina, right? The the blessing is comes to Kutchabrihu. Gives it to Shekina, right? Right. Because she, uh, they are, she has a bigger vessel. So is it filtered and given to us because we, we have a small vessel to hold it? We are not able to hold everything from. Well, the question is we have to get the right type of vessel. We need to. When we're doing these things, now remember, we, we, we have divine powers. What do, what do you have when you are doing mitzvahs? You have divine energy. What is that? Chesed through your soul. You are going to do chesed. You're going to want to do chesed. You're going to feel chesed. You're going to feel glory. You're going to feel tiferes. And then you're going to start working and doing, and that's Netzach, and that's Hod, 
and you sowed, and you're all trying to get this final result, which is what? An activity in which the Malchus Hashem's realm is coming out. So now the amount of energy that you're putting in has to be equal to the amount that's being received in a way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan comes to fruition. Where we are behaving in a way that is, let's say, you're, you're learning Torah in a great way to the point that you can receive all that and you're enjoying it and you're manifesting this love for Hashem and there's a perfect union between the energy you're putting out and where it's going and that is brings the perfection to the world. That's possible. That's what we're trying all the time to do. This is the world of tikkun. This is the whole point of tikkun. In other words, when you're doing a mitzvah, what are you thinking about when you're doing the mitzvah? Okay, I'm just putting on tefillin. I'm not doing anything else. What do you mean you just? What are you doing by putting on the tefillin? What's the goal? Of putting on the tefillin. The goal is you're making tikkun. You're bringing a perfection to your behavior and to the goal of the behavior, which is that tikkun where the energies, the godly energies of Kutshabrihu that you are in control of, are filtering down in a way that it brings out the Shekhinah, the manifestation of Hashem through our divine behavior. And everybody realizes that this is for Hashem. And there's a, the right amount of giving and the right amount of receiving. You get a perfect result in that. Now, the son of the Nefesh Chaim, of Rab Chaim Volozhin, had, uh, what do you call, Hagos um, amendments uh, to what the father's safer. And he writes regarding this idea of the Zivugim, these matches, these partners. And he says that all the corrections of all the worlds in the Zohar and in the Arizal are called Zivugim, matches. And he says, look, it's a question because we know that really it's just a mushal, it's a parable to the connection of very spiritual things. And if you're looking for a mushal, you'd probably give a very simpler mushal. And why are we giving a more complicated one? This is the question I believe is asking. Let's say a person wants to write a novel. Okay. So he has two ideas in his mind. Or, uh, right, so he has one idea in his mind. He has another idea in his mind. Puts the two together. He gets a third idea. And, and you get the desired result you want. Right. And, you know, that could have been one way of doing this muscle. I want to talk. So before I say something, well, I have this idea, got that idea. Let me combine the ideas and make one idea. But we don't use that one. We're using the idea of mamish zivug, a marriage of a man and a woman. Why are we using the image of a man and a woman, which seems to be a more um, coarse way of describing this connection? So the son answers like this. He says, let's think about this. You have a man and a woman who are intimate. Now, the man is, how powerful can a man be? How powerful can a woman be? So what do they do? They're intimate and he transfers a seminal drop into this woman. And you look at this seminal drop and you say, what is this? 
And this seminal drop is going to create a whole human being. A whole human being. Without any use of technology, computers. It takes billions and billions of computer parts to even try to even try to want to do something like that. What they're doing now with the AI. And and who can understand that what happens? How do you understand this little drop goes into her body and it fertilizes the egg? And from that, an entire human being comes into the world. Can you really understand it? No, you can't. And therefore, the same thing, we cannot understand that when I do a mitzvah, I just take, put on a pair of tefillin. I am creating, so to speak, a, a child, but not a physical child, a product that comes out of the union of the Shechina, uh, of the Kuchibrichu, and the Shechina. And using my six spheros to get to the result of, of, of showing the Malchus. And now that result creates, gives birth to great repairs in the world above. And that makes blessing come down into this world. How does my putting on Tefillin do that? You know what? I can answer that if you tell me how that future job makes a human being. That's the idea. And for that child to be born, you need really good conditions for that to happen. You could try many times, no child. Because for whatever reason, physiologically, the the giver and the receiver are not in sync. In whatever way, they're not in sync. And therefore, there's not able to be any children. So the same thing when you're doing a mitzvah, you're taking energy of the six higher spheros, you're implanting it into the malchus, and with this you're creating great realities and great repairs, and so to speak, those are your children. And that's why, again, when it says in Parshas Noach, Ela told us Noach, these are the children of Noach, it says Noach was a tzaddik. And what does it mean? And Rashi says, your mitzvah is like your children. Why? Because when you do a mitzvah, you create a reality that makes big differences in the heavens above. Okay. So we are also creating a malach, right? You're creating malachim, you're creating all kinds of things that we cannot see, but you should know that exactly what happened. So the parable to that is the man and the woman who are united together to create a child. So the man is like, so to speak, in the parable, kuchabrihu. The woman is shechina. And what happens is you have a baby. And that from that perf when there's a perfect unity, it can't it can't be an it. If it's a perfect unity, you'll get a baby. So it's a perfect unity in your doing mitzvahs, then that will produce the baby of the result of that mitzvah. Now, the next interesting thing we talk about, about this idea again of the breaking of the vessels and the repair of the vessels. So it seems that originally in the world of, of destruction, the world of breaking, the spheros were really one on top of the other. Chachma, Bina, Das, Chesed, Vort, straight, straight out. Now what happened when that happens is the Chachma itself 
can be way out of balance, feeding into the gvura that's way out of balance. And then what happens is you have tremendous destruction. Rav Moshe Kurtavira explains and other mystics that in the world of the tikkun, the spheres get adjusted. And what we have is we have Chachma and then Bina, which are two that do not necessarily get along. And then Das's job is to create a bond between them where it's an equal relationship between them and nothing gets broken. Therefore, the Abba and the Ima, those faces, have to be bound up where they're each together with each other and not one is overpowering the other. And that's where we get the Das, and that makes sure when you have right Das, that's an aspect of Tikkun. So now, when we take it further, now if my Das is good, now I continue with my feelings, and my feelings is Chesed, Gvura, each one may not be compatible with each other, but then I fuse them with Tiferes, which is taking the two and putting them together where there's a good bond between them. And then the same thing when I've got the Netzach and the Hod, and I'm preparing to deliver all this, so then I take the Yisod to make sure it's all ready to be delivered. So therefore, that's how we achieve the balance, and that's the Zivugim, these pairs, enable for there to be Tikkun that can happen. And if you're missing it, you're not going to have any Tikkun. So that was, this is where the world of correction exists from. The fact we have the three triads, where we start with the keser on the very top, that's the ultimate will of Hashem, and that wants to give like crazy. And even in the Chachma, there's a tremendous intellectual expansion, but the Bina says, hold on, we can't have so much expansion, and each of by themselves will destroy the Kli. So now we've got Das, which makes the Kli suited to receive this type of wisdom. And the same thing with, with Chesed Gvura brings you down to Ferris. Same thing, Hod, uh, Netzach and Hod brings you a soul. And then finally the Malchus. So we're able to keep things in balance and keep things in a state of Tikkun. So that, that's what, so now that's important idea. Now he says there's two types of Zivugim with this conduct of Hashem and our conduct. Okay, we're talking about the perfect match. So there's two matches. One is called the Zivug HaTachton, the lower Zivug. And that is the Zivug of the two lowest Parksufim, which is Kuchabrihu, Zera Anti, the six Viros, and the Shrina, the Malchus, the Nukva, the last one. That's one Zivug. Okay, that's Kuchabrihu and Shrite, the six uh, lower spheros and then the seventh sphero. And the higher Zivug is with the partsuf of Abba and Ima, which is Chachma and Bina. So we're really trying to make two Zivugim. You got it? Again, when you're talking about the ten spheros, you got Abba and Ima, and that has to have a Zivug of Das. It's one a higher Zivug. And then the six lower spheros, which is Kuchabrihu, and the lower one, Malchus, is Shchinte, and you need to match them up. You need two matches. And we'll explain exactly what's going on. But that, we need to unify all that. If, the, if it's not in unity, we're in big trouble. Now, with this, 
we, we mentioned only briefly, or even I skipped. Now we talk about the Yehuda of Kutcherich Shkite and the Yud Hey with the Vav Hey. So we look at the name of Hashem, Yud Hey, Vav Hey. Okay, which we know that is the source of all flow into the world. That's the essence of Hashem, is the flow of everything in the world. So now, we'll remember, we got the Yud and the Hey and the Vav and the Hey. And the Yud, we said, as a little hook on the coats, a little thorn on the top of the Yud even. So we said that that Yud, that little Yud, that little infinitesimal, that's the Keser. That's the Orachantin. That's the big face. That's un- beyond any description we could have. We don't even understand what that is. Okay? But, so after that Yud, we're not... It can't even be revealed. That's what we call ayin. That's nothing. Mayayin, yavo, yesh mayayin. But then we get to the real letters. We get to the letters of yud, which parallels Abba. Okay, that's chachma. Hey parallels the ima, bina. Okay, so that's yud hey. We want to bring the the correction of the Yud and the He, which is the Abba and the Ima, to receive properly. And now we go to the Vav He. What's Vav? Vav is the Zera Antim, the small face, which is six next zeros, and the letter Vav is six, Vav, and that, and that is Kuchabrihu. And then the last one, Malchus, is the He, the Nukva. And you want to make the Shidduch between the Vav and the He. So this is what we're all thinking about. We're trying to be miyache. We're trying to connect, essentially, the, the fourth and fifth parts of Kutshabrich and Shrite. But included with that is we got to start above. we got to start with the Av and the Ima, which is the Yud and the He, and that's the brains. The brains have to be stable. Right? You have to have Das. You got Chachma, you got Bina. If they're not aligned together, you don't have a yichud. You don't have das. Das is what's practical for me to do. But that's all in the mind. So you have to have your mind has to be unified. And then the real world of action, which is the six lower spheros that eventually hit into the world of Malchus, where my feelings and emotions and activities, they all have to be aligned as well. And that's the yud hey and the vav hey that you want to have together. So that's briefly... Every, you're with machshava all the time. I'm doing this mitzvah to make tikkun. What's the tikkun? I want to have the energy of Hashem in the kuchabrichu that's coming to play will be matching perfectly to the shechina, to the receptor, to, to the receiver, and it's received in a perfect way. And together with that, at the same time, we have the yud and the hay, which is ab and ima have to be uh, together perfectly, so your mind has a complete das that I'm working on, and then the vav hey, which again is the lower uh, two uh, realms of existence, and that brings the unity of Hashem, brings us all, and now it's totally connected. Everything I'm doing is a complete connection to Hashem. We send it up to Hashem. This is the perfect gift, and then, Hashem, and then it creates spiritual children this is this so really if you wanted to take this analogy to the furthest extent doing a mitzvah properly 
is having intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and producing spiritual babies that bring energy to the higher realms and we'll see blessing come out from that. That is the kavana of all the things that we are doing. Okay. So, uh, says, and so the, the Vilna Gong writes, <laughs> so what is the deepest difference between these two types of connections? So he says that really the Aban Ima is the connection of the brains. That's the inner real, what you don't see is that the brain is totally connected. It's not schizoid. You have one focus in the brain, and the two lower one is the external reality, where we see that everything is blending very positively in the realm of action. And just like when a person does a mitzvah, there's the outward mitzvah, and then there's the feelings inside of the mitzvah. So therefore, in all these flows of energy and the creation, You've got the inner flow and the outer flow. And you want it all to be in the precise measurement. Okay, now, one last thing. When we talk about the two partnerships, Ab and Ima, the Zohar says, are true friends, two friends that never are separated from each other. Because Ab and Ima, when you're thinking, you gotta have Chachman and Bina always at the same time, working. They always have to be together. But the lower level of the Zera Ampin and the Nukva, when you're dealing with the six lower spheres and the Malchus, they don't have to always be together. There are times when they'll be together, times when they are not together. And there's a difference between when you have a base of Migdash or not. And the Vilna Gon says that Chachma is really what we call the Chomer of creation, while Bina is the Tzura, one is the mass and one is the shape. And you can't have mass without shape and shape without mass. But when we get to actual activities, well then, what I do could be very different. I might not match it up. It doesn't always work in the world of doing, but in the mind it always has to be matched up together. So this is just the beginning, first shot. It will get clear, at least we're getting some ideas. And then we got to make it clearer as we're actually doing a mitzvah how we're doing the mitzvah and what machshava we have is, is, is the critical point. And that's really what Hasidus is all about. It's all about taking all our mitzvahs and, and bringing it back to Hashem. It all brings back to the original, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the yechida, that original unity that exists, that existed before creation. Hashem, the Torah, Jewish people, we're all one. We're trying to keep that circle closed. Okay. Okay. Oh,